When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Listen, you got through the week like we got through 9-11. And a recession. And the Special K diet. And the time that James Franco hosted the Oscars. And Ben Platt's wig and Dear Evan Hansen. TGIF. Hello, I am Donnie and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea and I am the cute one. TGIF cuties. Before we even start about this Friday, we do need to course correct more about earlier in the week. We already course corrected about last Friday. Uh That's done. Uh If that opening monologue by me wasn't enough, cuties, you get what you get. But now I've been told we put out more false information in the world on Monday's Showgirls episode. Uh A central PA cutie messaged me and informed me that Surprise, surprise, we were wrong. surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. What now? You're safe. It was me talking about the farm show. <laughs> so the PA Farm Expo is in Harrisburg, not Lancaster. So I got yelled at for that. Mm. And then the people who care for the animals that like come to take care of the cows and pigs or whatever else sure. is there, they have to stay at the Expo Center. They don't <gasps> get a hotel. They stay at the Expo Center all week with them. So the longer the week goes on, the more the place smells like shit. Because of them or because of the animals? Well, I was told the animals, but maybe it's a combo platter. Wow. Mm. Well, cuties, I hope this just sets the tone for any and all future episodes. I really like that right out of the gate, we just let you guys know what this show is about. Sure, we're going to be talking about pop culture. Now, does that mean we know what we're talking about? No, No. it does not. And just like this, a lot of the time you just end up with cows. (laughs) (laughs) This is the proverbial place where you too can roll around in hay. Okay, well, this week brought us Taylor Swift heading to the Super Bowl, Elmo checking on us, Reba coming back to must-see TV, a Nikki versus Megan the Stallion feud, and Jessica Biel's shower habits. And somehow, we've made it to Friday yet again. Uh, Jessica Biel's eating in the shower almost ended my week very kramer of her from <laughs> seinfeld we talked about some of those things in our instagram live last night so if you missed that it is available on patreon at the five dollar level so if you are not in the know that is patreon.com slash i am the cute one and all of the uncut access to this show i hate to say it but you're right now listening to the cleaned up edited version of the show <laughs> but the unedited version is over on the patreon as well and This week on the Patreon, I cried. So welcome to our comedy podcast where I get my tarot cards read and just sob for 50 minutes. So if you're into that, go over there. Listen to that and giggle as I do. So so I want to start by talking about Justin Timberlake. Mm. He has had quite the week. So first, his new song Selfish came out and Britney fans, including myself, immediately got to work and downloaded her song called Selfish, which was from 2011 on her Femme Fatale album. And then they did it so much that her 2011 song went to number one on the charts and his brand new song was number two. 
Incredible. Job well done. Mm -hmm. But then, and this is where we lose the plot. Then she wrote on Instagram the night of his Saturday Night Live hosting gig that she's in love with his new music and it is so good with two O's. And a couple days before that, she apologized on Instagram and said some of the things in her book offended people. And if she offended any of the people she genuinely cares about, she's deeply sorry. I feel betrayed. Well, this is her life, her journey. There is the conspiracy side of it of like, is she in control of her own Instagram? Yada, yada, yada. I always just ask Troy. Poor Troy from Beyond the Blinds, if you're not knowing who I'm talking about. But poor Troy, when he (laughs) opens his DMs, it's just a series of questions from me, like sending posts and articles and being like, what do you think about this? So I know what to think about this. (laughs) But I also think it's that example of sometimes when your friends tell you about stuff that's going on in their own lives, you stay mad at the people they should Mm. be mad at longer than they do you know what I mean like I will hate that person until the end of time even if they make up and I have to go on a bachelorette party or something with this person I'm still looking at that person like you motherfucker I know what you did in 2011 no I get that completely but that should have been worked on and again we can't tell anyone what to do but that should have been worked on before it was put into a book then because she riled us up and now for what like what am I supposed to do with this energy Although I kind of feel like, and we both read the book, I did feel like maybe she didn't understand how bad Mm. she made Justin Timberlake look. Like, she really came for a lot of people, and rightfully so. Like, she talks about the Diane Sawyer interview. She talks about how awful her family is. Uh I don't think she realized, like, oh, Justin Timberlake Uh picking up his guitar mid-abortion while I'm laying on the bathroom floor and essentially reenacting that scene from the Barbie movie. Right. I think she still cares about him, and I don't think she realized that those scenes were haunting as a reader. That makes sense as well. I think a lot of times when you're in it, you normalize behavior. So to her, it was just like, oh, this is how he made me feel better after the abortion. But to anyone... Outside of that bathroom, it is chilling. A scene from a horror movie, even. (laughs) He took the trope of, hey, you guys want me to play Wonderwall in Uh the college dorm? He took that trope and was like, let me up the ante. Oh, and he probably upped the ante even more. What if he was shirtless and you saw all those freckles? I love that of all the things Justin Timberlake has done in his life, having freckles is, for you, the one that's unforgivable. No, here's what it is. The freckles I would ignore if he was not a problematic human. But the culture vulturing and the karaoke abortion and all of that stuff is just... The freckles get at it. they gave him a show instead of carpool karaoke? It was just Justin Timberlake <laughs> taking his guitar and playing acoustic sets. Texas lawmakers might love that. That really might encourage people to choose life. <laughs> He should be in front of a Planned Parenthood. So then you get out of your car and walk and you're like, no, you know what? I'm good. I can deal with nine months of this. Instead of protesters, it's just Justin Timberlake being like, Senorita, I feel for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I wonder, though, if Britney, like, apologizing and promoting his album and all that is just what being an adult is. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's how you should treat your exes, unless they, like, you know, do really DV stuff to you or whatever. Domestic violence. Yeah, I know. But, (laughs) But, like, if it's just a regular old breakup, I wonder if this is... I'll never know, because I am not on good terms with not one ex. Not one? No, and I do know at some point, like... 
I'm the common denominator here. Maybe I'm the problem. But to me, they are all the problems so much that I just need to remove them from my life. I mean, I dated, but I would say in my life, I've had three serious boyfriends, Dr. Bald being the grand finale. Mm -hmm. I am on good terms with one out of the previous two. Okay. So my high school boyfriend and I, like, we still have play dates with our kids. I think his wife is wonderful. Like, basically, we never broke up for any bad reason. It was just that we both were going to college and wanted to fuck other people. Okay. And so it ended on good terms. My other boyfriend, the one that I call the Ronnie to my Sammy sweetheart, Uh we did not end on the best of terms. And I did get custody of all of our friends and his cousins Ooh. in the breakup. So That's the way to I got to it. really flex my gone girl muscles yeah. of like, I will ruin your life from afar slowly <laughs> forever. One more tidbit about Justin Timberlake being a piece of shit. He teased that there would be new NSYNC music on his upcoming album, but it has been revealed that they are just singing backup vocals, like oohs and ahs. Poor NSYNC. <laughs> I know. Why would they say yes to that? I mean, what else is going on? (laughs) Maybe this will be finally the launching board that Lance Bass needs to go to space. Mm. If I die before that man gets to leave this atmosphere, (laughs) I'll consider it a life wasted. Please, hashtag send Lance Bass to space. I truly cannot stop thinking about how he was so close to achieving his dream and then wasn't allowed to go. Why wasn't he allowed? A drug test? Did I make that up? You made that up. Okay. So he went through all of the training, all of the things. He got a surgery to fix something with his heart so that he would be eligible to go. Mm. It was going to be like a docu-series. And then all of a sudden, they pulled the plug on it, and he had to like raise the funds. And he couldn't oh. raise the funds in time to go to space. And then the headlines. The headlines are just brutal. Vance <laughs> Bass says bye-bye-bye to his dreams of space. Well, that's good, I mean, I it's think. hilarious. But can you imagine your lifelong mission <laughs> slipping through your fingers and you mm. have to read that headline about it? <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah. But yeah, man, Justin Timberlake does suck. But we should have known he sucked. I have such mixed feelings because he was the musical guest on SNL and him and Jimmy Fallon, they brought Jimmy Fallon back. They were like, let's just get the old boys back together. (laughs) But they did the Barry Gibb talk show uh bit. And I was so torn because it's like I loved that era. Like all of their shit together made me laugh so hard. But I'm like, oh, so we're just still being like, oh, look at these guys. Yeah, (laughs) it's so weird when shows... I feel like Saturday Night Live does it often. NBC, for sure. When they, like, ignore the way the general public feels about somebody. Yeah. Like, we already know you feel this way about Justin Timberlake. We also know you feel this way about Jimmy Fallon. We're going to have them on together. And we're just going to pretend that none of that exists. And it's 2008 again. But also, we've known Jimmy Fallon. I guess it's circles become circles. And the thesis of this week for me is men are terrible. Hashtag yes, all men. (laughs) Because we also knew Jimmy Fallon was a piece of shit forever. Because all Uh that stuff with Horatio Sands just came out. I mean, not just came out. But Horatio Sands was accused of grooming this fan from the age of 15. And they just settled, which to me, settling, Uh I'm like, okay, so sure. And Jimmy Fallon fucking knew about that, too. It's this thing with guys who are like, oh, shucks, like have like that, oh, shucks, I'm just a little cutie patootie (laughs) energy that are the most insidious. And I think both of them fall into that category for me. You using cutie patootie against me the week I got my Rosie O'Donnell doll does feel targeted. I did not know you got a Rosie O'Donnell doll. Oh, yeah, in the mail. I have it right here. Hold, please. Dreams come true with Rosie. Come on, give me a kiss. 
<laughs> Wait, one more. What a cutie patootie. <laughs> Why did they make the circumference of that doll's head so big and all of the features so small? It's supposed to be like a baby doll. Do you say doll baby or baby doll? Baby doll. Me too. You say it right. No, wait. Yes. I think I say doll baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you tune in each week, cuties. Comment below. Do you say doll baby or baby doll? Okay, so Donnie, let's take a deep cleansing breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay, so I am sticking to what I know this week. Last week, we had the little mishap with Oppenheimer, with Mm -hmm. Daybreakers, with probably other things we're going to find out about. So I'm sticking to what I know, and that is reality TV. The Vanderpump Rules, season 11. I need my emotional support, Rosie O'Donnell, though, for this. I can't get through this. (laughs) The Vanderpump Rules, season 11 premiere was this week. Now, Donnie has promised that he is going to bite his tongue. So for those watching on the Patreon, if you see a dribble of blood start trickling (laughs) down his chin, you know why. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTE1, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. This was a typical setup episode where everybody pretends that they're going to get along this season. They're like setting up the drama to come. The cast is clearly still trying to get Raquel slash Rachel to come back. Mm. It was very much laying the groundwork of like, 
here are the teams, here are the alliances, here's what's going on. Still very Scandaval heavy. Donnie, you hate everybody on this cast and Vanderpump Rules in general, right? <laughs> That's correct, yes. Is there somebody that you hate the most? No, I hate them all. It wasn't a show I hate it. Much like Anne Hathaway and Aldois, you know, who I We mean. don't need the <laughs> hand symbol. <laughs> It's people that I don't hate. I just don't feel any way about them. But then society hypes them up, hypes them up, hypes them up, hypes them up. Mm. So they're at a place where I can't get away. So now I just hate all of them. So it's not so much what they did. It's what society did to them. Oh, yeah. I don't know a thing any of them did. It's like when I worked at them and people would come in during snowstorms and say, like, can't believe you're open. Yeah, because you're here. Go home. And then I won't need to be here. And that's how I feel. Okay. So Vanderpump Rules is just gumbo from Bubba <laughs> Shrimp Company. Is that what Couldn't you're saying? Have said it better, yeah. For me, Vanderpump Rules was my gateway drug into Bravo. Oh, wow. I binged the entirety of season one. It just happened to be on like a marathon on Bravo leading into season two. And I spent all day, this is when I was living alone in grad school in my little tiny shack. And I just spent all day watching it. And I was like all in on Vanderpump Rules. So this for me has always been a comfort show. But the magic of Vanderpump Rules is that they're all fucking terrible. Like you can argue that Ariana is the best of the bunch. If it's a bowl, of rotten apples she's one that a worm hasn't gotten completely a right. worm with a mustache am i right <laughs> that's for my vanderpump rules watchers out there or anybody because even i know what that is <laughs> and that just proves my point you can argue that she is maybe <laughs> the purest of heart of the bunch but yeah. i think it's hilarious to see people being like james kennedy is the number one guy in the group Team Lala, team whoever. I'm like, all of them are terrible. All of these mm -hmm. people are terrible people. It's just a question of who is going to uh -huh. rise to supreme bad person each season. And it is really funny to see them start to realize that Raquel, who goes by Rachel now, that Rachel is just not coming back. Because we have a scene where Lala sends her a voice note being like, hey, I really want to talk. It would be great if you could come back. And it's so clear that they are all scrambling because they're like, fuck, this girl really did quit. And now that means we're going to have to get a new storyline. Yeah. Which is just hilarious. I hate Tom Schwartz the most, though. Did you hate him the most before Scandaval? Yes. I've always okay. hated Tom Schwartz. Mm. I went on Katie Maloney's podcast back in the day when she had her old podcast, You're Gonna Love Me. And I told her that her husband triggered me and that I hated him. Like, uh, it just came out of me. Like, I talk so much shit about Tom Schwartz on the internet, and at the time they were together, I have that Catholic guilt in me that when I meet somebody, I feel compelled to confess what I've said about mm. them. So I went on her podcast, and I was like, your husband really triggers me. He reminds me of, circles become circles, my ex-boyfriend. Uh, and I'm not saying I was right, but they are divorced now. Katie and Tom aren't together. That's so. true. The other thing that happened on this episode was <laughs> that we learned that Tom Sandoval's assistant has glued the flute penis back together and also is now responsible for being the go-between from Tom and Ariana. Like, she's responsible for receiving texts from one to relay them oh my to the other, which I'm like, this woman is definitely not being paid enough to do that. <laughs> I feel like that would be the worst job in the world. No, and it's just text. Yeah, because they're both living in the house together still. Neither of them will leave, so it's kind of like squatter's rights. So they're both living in the house, 
but they're not talking to each other and they're talking through Tom Sandoval's assistant. So there's a funny thing where Ariana texts the assistant and is like, can you tell him to turn his LED lights off? And then the assistant has to text back being like, he says it's freedom of speech. Oh. Like that's her job as the personal assistant. That sounds like hell on earth. Yeah. I also know we're making a TV show, but like that is 1992 sitcom plot. Of them sharing a house together. And like having someone talk for yeah, them. So that's what's going on this season of Vanderpump Rules so far. So nothing. Well, it's the first episode. We're setting <laughs> that's everything true, up. That's true. Yeah, You're the right. assistant one really stuck with me. Because you and I have talked about when, ask, believe, receive, uh-huh. when we are at a place to hire personal assistants. We've talked about like just what life will look like then. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would ever make a personal assistant text my ex for me. I feel like that's so rude. <laughs> Yeah, and unnecessary. I would hate to have someone do an unnecessary job. Like, you are already texting, so, like, just text him. It's not like you need to talk to him. Just text him. And that's what I hate about it. Having someone do, like, a mundane or stupid job is fine, but, like, this is truly unnecessary. You're wasting this person's time. Yeah, just get on the family wizard. Do that app that people who are co-parenting have to use so that everything's seen in court. You know, there's apps Uh for that. You don't have to do that to that (laughs) poor person. Although, I don't know. I feel like you would make your personal assistant do, like, some pretty bonkers shit. Well, it depends what you consider bonkers. I think my bonkers is different than, like, I don't know, a prime minister of London's bonkers. You know what I mean? But that's just my life, though. That's what you signed up for. What would you make your assistant do? I like making Instagram content, but I hate the setup. So, like, picking out my wigs and costume, doing my glam, setting up the green screen, Mm -hmm. editing would all be their job. But I could, like, turn the action on. I could do my scene. Well, that wouldn't be a personal assistant if you were filming them pretending to be you. What do you mean? Like, it would need to be you doing the content. Imagine one day I turn on Zoom (laughs) to record our podcast and your assistant is just sitting there. Like, and I'm Donnie and I am the cute one. Would you hire somebody whose personality matches yours and you would become friendly with? Or would you want it to be like a very professional by the books relationship? No, I would want to get along with them personally. But like my management style is a friendly way. Mm -hmm. But because as we learned about in this episode coming out Monday, I do have like a tiered level of friendship. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll be friendly to them. And like, they can know about my life, I can know about theirs. But if you don't do your job, you will be fired. Because you're not at that top level. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. I feel like when I get to the place where I can hire a personal assistant, I'm really going to need your help because I talk a big game. My bark is so much worse than my bite. And I talk this game of like, fuck men, fuck Mm. people, fuck everybody. I am such a people pleaser that I feel like I would end up doing stuff for my personal assistant. (laughs) I could see over time the boundaries being like less and less and less to the point where one day it would be like the blinders are ripped off. One day I'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm going to be running late. My personal assistant had to call out sick today and I'm picking up her medicine you know yeah I have trouble being the authority figure I will definitely help and I feel like you know me well enough that it would also blindside me because you would keep the little infractions a secret until we were up to that like I'm cat sitting for my assistant (laughs) she's not paying me but she said she really appreciates it also I'm paying her right now because I would know I would know in my heart that the boundaries were being worn down so I would keep it a secret from you mm-hmm. I would hit my tipping point and be like bitching and I'd be like and she hasn't come to work in two months you know oh I know so 
That's all I have about Vanderpump Rules. Huh. This was exposure therapy okay. for you. Let's end it there. My session has ended and I just left your <laughs> practice. I'm, I'm not coming back. And you're going to sue me for malpractice. <laughs> So now it is time. We cannot end without crowning the cutie of the week. So for me, I'm going to give the cutie of the week to Diablo Cody, who is doing press for her new movie, Lisa Frankenstein. And she said that Jennifer's body is not dead. She said she doesn't know if it's going to be a Broadway musical, a prequel, a sequel, a TV show, whatever. But she does know she wants Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried involved. That is very exciting. I know, best day of my life, really. Um, I just realized that I didn't do this segment, so I'm going to do this on the fly. And and I really do have Vanderpump Rules on the brain, because I was about to say Rachel for putting out 18 podcast mm. episodes a week, but I'm not going to make you hear about that. Cuties, if you want a recap of Rachel Goes Rogue, which I guess just comes out every other day at this point, go over to my Instagram, and I have a whole highlight saved, because for whatever reason, I've signed up for that. I'm going to make the cutie of the week Everybody but Elmo, oh. because I feel like Elmo really opened a can of worms. Elmo was not prepared to open. I agree. Like, only yeah. check in on your friends if you're <laughs> ready for the responses. And I feel like it was apparent that it was not a bright, sunny day on Sesame Street when he asked. No, that should have been a Twitter circle feature. That should not have been available to everybody on the internet. <laughs> Some of those responses were sad. Yeah. Some of them were just fucking unhinged. And I love the follow-up of Elmo being like, Elmo's so glad he asked! <laughs> and it's just like, are you Elmo? And have you helped anybody? I love that Andy Cohen straight up made Elmo the jackhole of the day on Watch What Happens <gasps> Live. Like, Elmo is getting dragged. This might have been a long con for Rocco. <laughs> Rocco told him. He's like, you should check in on everybody. All right. Well, that is it, cuties. This Monday, we will be covering 13 on our Monday episode. And our guest is Kelly of Laguna Beach and Beyond the Blinds. Chelsea and Kelly love the movie. I'll end it there. And I won't. I'm going to say it was a doozy. And Donnie, <laughs> I don't know what's in the air, what's in the water, or if you need to talk to Elmo a bit longer, because you have been really on one lately in a delightful way, but it was unhinged. I was unhinged that episode. Cuties, I'm going to leave you with one word to get you to Monday. Mangina. Oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> okay. So on that note, happy Friday. We will talk, talk to, to you later. later. Love, Love you like, like a sister. sister. Toodaloodles. Bye. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One. If you want more, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes, as well as even more bonus content. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. And to help us grow this community of chaotic cuties, share an episode with a friend you think would pass the vibe check. And to see the madness, check out our YouTube channel, where video footage from all current episodes are posted weekly. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and all other social media platforms. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Oh No Chels. Talk to you, you later. later. Love, Love you like, like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.